Welcome to Consciously Uncurated. I'm Leslie. And I'm Michelle. And we are excited to invite you into our beautiful, messy lives. This will be a space to talk about the real stuff and hopefully leave you with some practical takeaways. Think of it as rent-a-best-friend for when you need us. We will talk, share, and laugh together. We hope this podcast can be a place to give women permission to be human, to feel, and to lean in. To catch our latest episodes, follow and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Michelle. Good morning, Leslie. How are you? I'm feeling great. Good. How's everybody today? Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to talk about a really fun, interesting topic. Yes. We're so excited that you're here with us. I think we should just get into it now. Sounds good. Welcome, everybody. I was so excited to get started today. Me too. It's the beginning of the week, and I'm so excited that on the weekends, I'm starting to feel like, oh, I'm I'm excited about my week. I get to come and do this. It's a game changer. It's been a long time since I felt that. Yeah, for you, for sure. It's really great. So, well, I'm honored to be here with you. Me too. <laughs> I don't even know where this topic came from. I don't know what made me think of it. Okay. I think somebody said something to me. Oh. And I think that quite often we drop this phrase with our girlfriends all the time. Oh, you're a control freak. Um, and I think we laugh it off. Right. And I think maybe I was doing something and I said it to myself. Okay. Because so, I think in the past I've heard somebody say to me, you're a control freak. So you had some red flags going off for yourself in the midst of doing something? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, stop being a control freak. Or I don't even know what it was. And then this weekend, my daughter and I went away. And of course, you're sitting in the car driving for three hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very good stuck in my own head. <laughs> Some of you might really. <laughs> but are any of us? <laughs> are any of us really good stuck in My head is not a safe place to be for me. <laughs> not alone. Please don't leave me here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Over the weekend, oh. I was thinking, am I control free? Hmm. Michelle, am I control free? <laughs> are you a control? Okay. First of all, let's define what you think a control freak is. Let's start there. Okay. Okay. So immediately when my head did that, I went through a couple characteristics and then I went, no, I'm not that. Okay, okay, so, so give first us- thing my head went to was, okay, so people maybe who would be defined as a control freak would be people who exert their power and their opinion in conversation. They dominate conversations. Not willing to hear someone else's yeah. opinion. They need things done their way. They need to be right all the time. Okay, when this- you are with them in certain situations, they like to dictate where you eat, where you go, when you do those things. Okay. They're very rigid. Okay. That's what I would imagine as a control freak. Right. And as I thought about myself, I don't think that I'm those things. And again, people who've worked with me in the past who are maybe listening might know otherwise. Okay. I have known you for quite a few years. So we're going on over 10. Yeah. Okay. Just when you say control freak, I don't see you as a freak. (laughs) I see you as someone who, who likes things done a certain way, not out of control about it. I know whenever we've gone away together, you need things to be set a certain way, organized, clean, whatever you need to do for you to then put that aside. Okay. I'm done. And then, oh, I can have a great time now. So that little bit of control at the very beginning of whatever we're doing has to get done and you're in it, you're focused, you're doing it. So wouldn't that just be a strategy? It's a coping strategy that I've learned. Oh, and so this is what I wonder. And I just said this to a really good girlfriend that I was walking with who has lots of the same tendencies as me in the sense that we have a million things to go. And what I said to her was, when you have a million tabs open, <laughs> you got to shut some tabs. Yeah, because it's going to move on. Start smoking. Because yeah. I will, yeah. And I will click from tabs, 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 tab, and then I will not get anything done. So if I don't actually close some tabs, yeah. get, check some things off, I'm actually being unproductive. And I know this in us doing this podcast. Let me just say. <laughs> 
Squirrel, anyone? Squirrel, right? It's literally, it's true. Leslie's computer has one, two, three, four, five, That's six, just ten. my first yeah. desktop. Okay. Three desktops open. <laughs> and I don't know where the music's going Right, go. right. <laughs> Shut it off. Shut it off. Close all the tabs. Close all. Okay, so I have noticed this. Yes, you are jumping back and forth. If I'm trying to have a little conversation with you to try and insert my voice into slowing you down, it takes a little bit for you to stop and close that tab and just look at me. And then once you make eye contact, though, you do stop. I will say that. So maybe you are a little bit of the control freak until you are pulled into focus with a human. But that is a learned behavior. Yes. Because I know that I'm doing that. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm doing that thing again, which is stop and look at Michelle. Right. I have to do this with my kids. Mm-hmm. I have to do this with my husband. Right. We're in the frantic mode of companies coming in 18 minutes and I'm in frantic mode. And meanwhile, I have got a child in my kitchen trying to tell me about the event that yeah. just happened with her. Best which friend. I think a, a lot of, I'm sure mamas go through this. And I have just to say, Leslie, stop. Leslie, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop and look at your daughter. Stop and look at your daughter. And then that's when it all fades away. And then I walk in with right. my person that I'm across from. Okay, then question. Yes, with your friend. So this is something you've learned to do much better, I will say, from the beginning to now. You have definitely learned this. I have seen it. I have seen the growth in this, which is lovely. Would you say that in your professional person, the idea of control, you were a leader, you were in leadership, mm-hmm. which I think is absolutely necessary to be that organized, that focused focus that forward path because mm-hmm. you you only have so much time of the day you gotta get things done right and you have all of these things coming at you yeah. voices and programs and whatever you need to deal with and I would say too as a leader at the end of the day somebody has got to make the decision right you could sit there and talk about it all you want but at some point you just got to move on I am very assertive and it, it can be very helpful but I don't know that I was and I'm curious to hear if my former staff would say <laughs> about this I don't think that I would ever overexert my power so this is the question in my opinion when you're in it when you were in the moment of being the leader yeah. if someone interjected with an opinion or a question or a hey have you thought of did you stop and pause? listen? Yes. And this is the thing. The difference is, as I do this with people I trust, Mm. and I would say in my close relationships, of course, with my family, and certainly with my staff, I trusted them explicitly. They were brilliant people. Right. And so I knew that their ideas were bringing something to the table. So of course I was going to listen. I explicitly trusted them. So a control freak. I only didn't listen to or follow or exert control maybe in a situation where I genuinely (laughs) thought... I had the better idea. Okay. Or I didn't trust that. That's your professionalism. It's not a control freak. That's a good point. Right? Yeah. And I also, part of the coping strategy that I've learned is my control for my immediate environment. So mm-hmm. you see this where I need to have a few things need to be taken care of before I can move on. Yeah. Which is sometimes a little difficult. Thanks for being honest. I love you. Is when I am cleaning, I am actually not cleaning my kitchen. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm cleaning my head. Wow. When my husband comes home from work and I am in the middle of doing, I'm in the middle of, I've just gotten home from work too. So I am cleaning because this is what's going to clean my head right now. It is the only thing I have control over. I don't have control over my husband being late for work, my kids doing whatever they're doing, making plans that I hadn't anticipated, whatever it is. And so now, right now, this immediate box, this five feet of my kitchen, I can only control me. You mentioned a little bit earlier, coping mechanism. Yes. Once I have had that opportunity to clean, for me, it is cleaning mm-hmm. to clear out my head so that then once that tab is closed, I now can be present for you when we do this and yeah. I tab out. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tap out. And I am doing all this stuff and you're good about letting me do this. I just say, can I just do these two things? And then once I've done that, then I'm actually really listening to you because that is important. Right. And I know that. It is so important for me with everyone in my life for me to authentically be listening to you. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about my next task. I'm not thinking about my nits to do. I'm not thinking about what I'm going to say next. I don't want to be that person. Right. And so for me, what I've learned is I have to close some tabs. Yeah. And so the people who know me really well know this when my husband comes home from work, back away, give me eight minutes, finish cleaning the kitchen. And now let's snuggle. Okay. Cause then I will yep. snuggle with you. That is my husband's love language. Okay. Physical touch. Yeah. And I can only give you that once I have this small amount of time to devote to cleaning my space. My right. Head. Mm, that's a great thing to know about yourself. Really? It is. Now, what would be your tendencies, Michelle? <laughs> Okay, so this is my question. Do I have control freak tendencies? I can't believe you are asking me. Really? <laughs> Michelle. Okay, I really, seriously. Again, we're going to okay, reword let's... this to the positive. <laughs> we're going to take freak out of it. Okay. Because no, you're not a freak. And do you have control issues? Tendencies? Really? Okay, I'm a little sh- I'm shook. As they say, the youngins, I'm shook. I wh- Give it to me. Here we go. Okay. The thing is, and you would know this about yourself, is uh-huh. you are gracious, you are playful, you are flexible, you're easygoing. However, you know a lot about a lot of things and you Here we go. need things definitely done a certain way. Really? Oh my goodness. Okay. I see it in your house. I see it when you talk to your kids. I do have OCD in my house a little bit. I do. Okay. Oh yes, I do. Goodness. I have to have. And then we're talking about posting and you're like, but see, then you do it with this great like smile <laughs> and like, okay, hold on. You'll say to me, okay, but can we just hold on? And it's so sweet that I'm like, okay, I'm not offended by that. Oh, I see what's happening here. Michelle needs this to go her way. Okay. So we're going to let it go her way. <laughs> Okay, so on social media, let's just say it has to, presentation is important. 100%. Okay, sorry, I'm justifying myself. It so this to, is the moment. Oh, of- <laughs> there is a level of quality. That's what I want to say to our listeners is control freak doesn't need to be a negative. Right. What I think is beneficial here is recognizing the tendencies. Why do you do them? It's the same thing as the feelings, right? right? And I'm do- telling you something, but what it does make you is a really highly capable, high capacity person mm. because of your attention to detail and you educate yourself. You spend the time learning how to do it. It's not just off the cuff. I think right. I'm right. Right. When you become like this, it's with something that I know you know something about. Okay, that's You good. are the expert. And I will say this about myself. I'm a fixer. I don't know if anyone else out there has this. You interject maybe your opinion a little sometimes too much, not in the sense of controlling the situation, but I want to fix it. Yeah. So from a place of empathy. Right. Which which is a good thing to recognize. That, right. that is your intention, right? So when we look at the people in our lives who we know mm-hmm. who have control tendencies, yeah, it's great to look at for ourselves, first of all, and go, okay, what is our intention there? Yeah. And then adapt like me. I need to stop my control situation in that moment. I'm not listening. I'm not being present. I got to stop. I got to do that. So mm-hmm. recognizing that, but then also in the people in my lives, it's having the capacity to look at them and go, okay, what's her intention here? Right. Oh, wait, Michelle really does know what she's talking about here. And that's why I think I don't do this in conversations because I genuinely trust the people who I work with. Mm -hmm. I trust the people in my life. I trust their opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't have to push my opinion or drive the conversation. 
Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, trying to think of those in our world that are control freaks. Yeah. Okay. So it can be very toxic. Yeah. And it's really great. I thought this was some of the best learning that I had Agreed. as a professional is looking at somebody who what they exhibit when they are trying to control a situation is a mistrust. Mm -hmm. And so when you are working with somebody or you in a relationship with somebody who is constantly controlling you, what that tells you is they don't trust Trust you. Yeah. I've always really tried to be careful. That's why I want to not be this person. Yeah. And so working with people or being in a relationship with people who are like this was a big mirror for me. That mirror, that mirror again. It communicates back to worthiness Mm -hmm. when somebody mistrusts you or your opinion isn't valid or they're unwilling to take or hear your ideas. You feel crummy. Yeah. That's yucky. Yeah. And especially deep down when you know you have the ability to contribute in a positive way, you're being challenged. Your integrity or your knowledge or your professionalism is being challenged Mm -hmm. in such a, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. It hurts. Yeah, it does. You're feeling unseen. Yeah. Which I think all of us want to feel seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this gets harder and harder as you get older because you think that you come to the table with something. You have knowledge and experience and wisdom. We all come with that at this point in our life. And so it feels crummy when you're in the situations when you have somebody who is not taking the time to right. even hear, let alone integrate your ideas. Right. And I think in my circumstance, fear dictates a lot of that as well. Needing to have a feeling of control when maybe deep down inside you don't, you know, you're having a really crappy, shitty day and Mm -hmm. you have to overcompensate in ways that, and I think for me, that fear or anxiety drives that. For many of us, I think, again, that uncertainty. So the minute things are uncertain or unclear or unfamiliar, that's when we go into control mode. Right. And going back, that feeling of, I know I'm perfectionist when it comes to creativity. And I know I get this from my dad. My dad was a builder, a construction guy. He built homes and he was always very precise. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, when he's helping me fix something in my house, we're talking like to the, I don't even know those ticks. He's to the perfect tick on that measuring yeah, tape. The yeah, whatever those the, are. Yeah. Math. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's interesting because I think those are really cool qualities that I know it's what's the positive instead of seeing the negative of, oh my gosh, I'm a perfectionist. I want high quality. I want to put out high quality. I feel good when I am in control of that quality. But Renee Brown talks about this perfectionism is the biggest indicator of shame. Interesting. Oh dear. Okay. So we're not going to unpack okay. that. Go and listen to Brene Brown, everybody. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to go do a little. Um, yeah. We're not striving for perfection. Yeah. We are striving for the best version of us. Right. And yes. So being Thank you. quality and being good at something and wanting to look a certain way and have a certain measure of mastery mm-hmm. is an excellent quality. Yeah. That is what we're learning at this point in our lives is how to balance that. Right. And I think that's in your character. It's not in your behavior. Right. Yes. How do I listen to somebody? How do I take somebody's ideas? How do I navigate a conversation? Mm -hmm. All of those things are what allows us to be in control because there are opportunities and moments where that has to happen. Right. Especially if you are in leadership. Yeah. Or the mama. Or the mama. (laughs) Yeah. 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 This is the hardest part as a mom is watching our kids. Oh, Michelle, do you remember time to apply for university for our kids? Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, it was intense. It just, this was right down. I remember this where 
just just give me the fork. I will load the dishwasher yeah. myself. I, can't, I cannot wash this anymore. <laughs> right to when my kids were applying for university, it's like two weeks gone by and two weeks gone by. I'm like, yeah, just, so are you going to apply for that? Give me the computer. Are you gonna, I'm going to yeah. do it for you. I should go. And I mean, I know I sat down definitely with my children literally beside me. And I'm like, I will type. You tell me what to type. I know. And you just want to do it yeah. for them. But the intention again. Yeah. I want their success. happiness, success. The dishwasher was added my success okay, in that yeah, moment. Yeah. <laughs> but I did stop and let them load it because I knew it was for their success. I wanted functioning human beings in society. And so many times I had to let go to let my kids. Okay. Fail. I'm still having the trouble with the loading of the dishwasher. I will say I still need to go in. I, I will let them do it. God, she had no control. <laughs> wow. This see. is full on here today. I do have to go back and rearrange. I do the forks and I have the tray on top mm-hmm. and they have to. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> The dishes will get washed. They're still going to get washed. I know. Whatever. If it makes you happy, this is not a hill to die on. Okay. Anyways. Yes. True. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's turning the perspective to my control comes from what place, comes from what history. And being willing to be open to others. Always. Always. Yeah. In every situation. Again, it can be professional, relational. And balancing all of that together. Yeah. And recognizing your tendencies and where they come from and then tweaking them. Yeah. So that you are not needing to be that bulldog in the conversation or in the workplace right. or in your relationship or as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. And then choosing maybe two the hills to die on. Yeah. What, like really, is this worth that fight? Even in my own head, do I need to be waking up at two in the morning to go to my dishwasher and rearrange it? No. I used to do this as a kid. I used to get up in the middle of the night and clean my room. Can you say why? Give this- me I come from a broken family. Which a lot of people do. Yeah. My parents were divorced when I was in grade three. Yep. And so... I think that we forget to recognize how much trauma comes from divorce. Yeah. My parents did a fantastic job. I love them to bits. The least amount of trauma that could come out of that, they yes. really did try yes. to remove as much as they could. But the reality is, is it you, do what, home. you do what you, what yeah. you know, right? Yeah. Whatever that saying is, absolutely. And so when that was happening, my mom would tell me she'd come into my room in the middle of the night and I'd be cleaning and that was, and I was cleaning my head. It wasn't cleaning my room. Wow. Full circle here. Yeah. Emotional disaster. Yeah. I was in uncertainty. I was in fear. And so cleaning at two in the morning was your only feeling of control. Yeah. And it worked. And it works. And you had a clean room. I got a clean room. I got, (laughs) you said this too, I got a clean house. Yeah. Is what I do. Yeah. Right. And it's not harming anybody Mm -hmm. except for the 18 minutes before guests come over. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And my kids are like, back away, back away. They were alarming. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Which again throws me into a tailspin. I'm like, why is nobody (laughs) helping? (laughs) I know I complain about the stupid dishwasher again, right? Why is no, why are your dishes on the counter still? Because it's like, Michelle. No, this is a good one too. Oh, no. Or mm. I bet your kids are like, they don't load the dishwasher. Or why do you think they don't load the dishwasher? Because they know I'm going to do it. They're afraid that I'm going to be frustrated that they did it wrong. Yeah. And you're going to reload it anyway. So why would they waste Which I, like, I, So many people, when they have fantastic ideas yeah, and they wonder why they're always left to do it themselves. Right. It's because you're going to do it your way anyways. Yeah. So what? I'm not so going to. So why bother? Yeah. I'm not going to get the opportunity yeah. to. I'm back yeah. I'm tapping it. But I will say, I don't tell them you're doing it wrong. Sure. But me going back to it after, they see that. Who am I kidding? 
Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for that. See, this is good because I probably knew deep down I was doing these things as most of us do. Sure. Just being able to have this conversation with my bestie about it. I was shocked to hear that I have control tendencies. So now I'm like, okay, that's another great thing about having someone you can download to. Mm-hmm. I know we've said this. I want to hear what so-and-so thinks. <laughs> I'm like, do you? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. scary to hear about yourself. The mirror is a scary. It is scary. But I appreciate it. I do. I appreciate that extra bit of knowledge for me because then I can go back, think about it and tweak what I need to tweak. And I love you. I'm telling you this from a place of love. And I know that. Yeah. And I know you want the best. And so back to the issue of the dishwasher, Mm -hmm. then what I have learned too is that I don't actually have the right to get mad at my kids when everybody is helter-skelter right Right. before the guests arrive. Yep. Because I actually created that. So if I don't want that, I need to make the change again. The only thing that I have control over actually is me Mm -hmm. and my immediate environment. Yeah. So if I want my kids to help, I need to be... More open and kind about it. I am learning. And say, I love you. I love you. Could you help me? And also acknowledge it. I love you. Yeah, I need help here. I know that I'm maybe not pleasant to be with. I'm sorry. Saying the apology. I'm sorry that I'm like this. Asking for what you need. I do need your help right now. I do want your help. Yeah. Because this is our house. And these are some of your friends who are coming over. We all need to pitch in here. Yeah. I'm sorry that I was snapping at you. Can we just all check? Can we? Yeah, I think that says a lot right there. If we can try and do that every day with our kids, our spouses, our partners, our friends, that kind, honesty, no passive aggressive Mm -hmm. behavior. That's a good point. I also wonder though, if it's how we receive it as humans. Okay. Because I know that in the workplace, Mm -hmm. my assertiveness, Mm -hmm. I think I'm being kind. I don't think I'm overly aggressive. I don't which I mean, plays again into the whole idea of womanhood as well, which is really gender roles. Yeah. Shitty. Yeah. And this, we all know this. Is that my assertiveness. assertiveness comes off as aggressive. Yeah. In certain situations. Yeah. Compared to a man, different situation. Yeah. And I actually had a situation recently. It was an employment situation or just an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And dealing with a male in that opportunity, and A, somebody who I love and trust, right. have been friends with for a really long time. And just to be able to be assertive was so freeing. Yeah. Because I could have said that to another person in certain situations, thinking that I'm being tempered and it it coming across as a threat or being aggressive. So it's also putting yourself in those environments where you can be you. And And I know you hear people say, well, I'm in my 50s. I've earned the right to speak my truth, Mm -hmm. my mind. Why can't we do that when we're 23? I know it's learned. Of course, you have to experience life. You have to, the wisdom that comes with it. But why can't that happen with our young? Actually, let me step for it for a second. I have seen that assertiveness more so in my daughter mm-hmm. compared to when I was that age, for sure. So yes, it's coming. It's changing. But even still. And it's learning how to do it graciously. Right. You can be assertive. It doesn't mean being unkind. Yeah. You don't need to be abrasive. Okay. Yeah. Because there are people who have that entitlement. I've earned it. I can be what I want. And they are abrasive. And there's still a way to say the things that you need to say and ask for what you need and Again, clear boundaries and being kind, be kind. Yeah. I think that's the harder journey. That's the harder lesson to learn. Maybe very true. And that's what I was saying for you. You just, you do it in a way you smile. It's a little giggle in there. And, and then here we are. All right. We're going down a 
good path and I like it and you like it and we're happy. Right. Okay. But we've both created a culture where we can do that with one another. And that's what a tribe does. Yeah. That that's full on trust. Yeah. Do because that's another thing. If I ask people who really, really know me, mm-hmm. they would say, Yeah, you're assertive, but you're certainly not aggressive. Right. But if I ask people who don't know me very well and only have seen me in the workplace, they would say, Yeah, she's super aggressive. Mm-hmm. She's abrasive. Yeah. And so it's learning to trust the voice of the people who speak truth, who know you well, not listening to those people who don't know you. So hard. We all know how hard that is, right? We go to the negative instead of the actual positive we have. We go there first to the negative. we go to the voice just because that person is a celebrity or is a leader or because they are high up in the organization Mm -hmm. or because they're somebody who comes with some status or clout. Right. They have not earned the right. They have not earned that voice in your world yes, just right. because of who they are. We need and to step back yeah. and look at who they are to us in right. our world. Right. My people, my tribe, who I know have earned my trust and access to me. Mm-hmm. Those people have a voice in my world. Yes. Lesson of the day. That's a big one. I'm grateful that you can remind me of that on a daily basis. And I hope you guys out there have someone who can do that for you. Yeah. Because it feels amazing. Yeah. Just saying. Go find those people. Find them. Okay. Well, That was fun. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Thanks for making time to be with us. This was Life Consciously Uncurated. We hope that our stories give you the permission to live a life that you want to live just as you are. Until next time.